Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the Hardwood Culture Podcast on the Believe Network. You know me, know the voice, know the guys. Me, really real, villain real, Terrell Furman Jr. here at your service. And uh, I'm doing another early recording because I do have a guest. So I have no idea what I did today. Uh, the games haven't even started yet. This is how early. I can't even give you an update on the games. However, what I can do is because we didn't recap the day before. I can recap the day before. So on Monday, we had... So what did we finish with? Because we X the Bucks play. We X the Keegan Murray play because uh, Fox played. So we X those two. So we had three bets yesterday. And the first one was that Knicks minus four. In the first quarter, Kenya Martin Jr. That, that, that it, it was so unnecessary. He definitely could have waited till the next quarter for that bucket. But it's all right, cool, fine. We'll we'll just you know move on. Sometimes, and I tell you, we lost three. That that was another bad beat for us. So we'll we'll suck it up. Next bet was Utah as a dog. We didn't get it this time, but you guys saw you saw that it works because it hit the other day. You saw it works. We just didn't get it this time. Now, if you've been sailing with me the whole season, then, you know, we're not worried. We're up a million, trillion, billion units off this one team, so it doesn't matter. But if you are new, just know it does work. We're going to get them as a dog later in the future, and they're going to cash big for us. All right, so we missed that. However, biggest play of the night, Russell Westbrook score a double-double, plus 210. That put me in the green. Uh, through the two losses, that one play put me in the green, so we're good there. If you're tail, if you're tailing me, if you're fading me, then you should still be in the green. Wow. So yeah, that works. If you're tailing me, then you're in the green, and if you're fading me, then you're still in the green because you hit two bets and lost one. See, look at that. I'm here for you all. I am really here for you all. All right, let me go ahead and introduce our guest. He is the host of the Blake Show on the Believe Network. Blake Atwell. Blake, I just got a chance to know you. And I'm really excited to break down this slate because you have ties to some of the organizations that we're going to be talking to. So I'm super, super excited. Blake, thank you for coming on the show. Absolutely, Terrell. Thank you so much for having me. I'm uh, happy to be here. Let's get to it. All right. I'm gonna, I already started with the lead, so let's just go straight into it. We have the Miami Heat and the New York Knicks playing tomorrow. Now, this is going to be fun because, and I didn't tell you this before. I, I don't know how I didn't mention this, but I am a Knicks fan. And you used to work for the Heat. You said you did it during college. I believe during college, right? Correct. Yeah, so you used to work for the Heat. So this is going to be a fun little interesting. However, we don't have a line because, one, the Heat are playing in the next 10 minutes, 20 minutes, something like that. Yeah, in the next 20 minutes. And we can assume that the Knicks are going to be favored. The Knicks are probably going to be favored one, two, maybe three. We'll see what Jimmy Butler does because Jimmy Butler is not playing tonight. We assume he's going to play tomorrow, but he might not play tomorrow. We'll see what Jalen Brunson does. He was battling an ankle. Now he's battling a hand injury. But for the most part on injury report, those are two big people to really, really look out for for what they do tomorrow. So I'm going to start with you. What do you like or what are you looking for in this game between – the Knicks and the Heat, which let me just pull up the standings really quick because I know these two are right next to each other in the playoff yep. picture. How far back are the Heat from the Knicks? The Heat are two and a half games back from no, yeah, two and a half games back from the Knicks for the five seed. Yep. 
Yeah, I mean, and there's only a couple games to go in the regular season. So, you know, that two and a half game lead doesn't stack up the way that it did a week ago, maybe two weeks This ago. is big because if, the, if yeah. the Heat are able to pull out a win tonight and they yeah. pull out a win against the Knicks, yeah. that basically like that basically puts them right there next to them, maybe a half game back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it, it, you know, the, the Heat have been pretty inconsistent as of late, the last couple of weeks. They can really turn their season around, really. As you said, I mean, they could end up in the play-in or they could end up above the play-in, not sweating that at all. And maybe even, and we'll see, the way the Knicks are playing, I don't see this happening, but maybe if they were to beat the Knicks head-to-head, could creep above them in the standings um, to get into the the top six or or even the the top five. So we'll see. Um, I wouldn't bet on it, though, just with how inconsistent (laughs) Miami, Miami has been and you know, I can say that with my heat goggles off. <laughs> I so it's so easy to bet the heat. And if you faded them, you've made a lot of money because they are one of the worst teams against spread this season. However, it you just you don't lay points with them. Like at any point, do you ever lay points with them? They are so bad. I think over the course of the season, it's like I just had um Greg on and he mentioned it because we talked about the heat for today's game and he said there's some 36% on the season for as a favorite and so I think it's safe to assume that coming off a back-to-back on the road they're definitely going to be a dog in this spot which is a spot that I do like the heat I do like the heat when they are a dog on the road and especially with Jimmy Butler in the lineup if Jimmy Butler plays in this game with the inconsistency that the heat that the Knicks have had recently. I find it funny that you're leaning towards the Knicks because I'm leaning towards the heat. I think the heat are hungry and they have more reason to really, really get up for this game, even though they're coming off a back to back. And that's because of the fact of they're trying to make sure they're not in the play in because they're currently in the play in right now. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a fair point, but what I would say is going from Toronto to New York on a back to back is really tough. I don't care if you're a West Mm. coast or an East coast team, and I know that the Knicks have had their struggles, um, but I, it's par- partially it's it's also sort of a matchup issue as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this is sort of where w- looking at that injury report leading up to game time. And as we know, Miami releases their injury reports usually pretty late in the day to the point where it's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're actually yeah. putting like your actual money associated with them. Um, but like if Jalen Brunson plays, uh, the Heat struggle with that backcourt of, of Brunson and Barrett. Um, and I like the, the guard sort of, uh, the guard tandem in in favor of New York. You combine that with the fact that Miami is coming off of a back to back. I'm sort of expecting them to win tonight, even without Jimmy Butler in Toronto to me, like that's the game that they need to get. Um, and the next game that's tough second night of a back to back, um, Mm -hmm. in New York, a place that, you know, the, the, not just in New York, the games in Miami too, have been all been decided by seven points or less. So I do expect this one to go close, um, but I just think that uh, between the uh, the guard tandem of the Knicks, assuming that Brunson plays, um, and then that back-to-back factor, I just think that I would side with the Knicks here. So I think what I'm going to do is, and I'm trying to find out the stats for the last few games. Yeah, so I think what I want to do here is I want to back – the Knicks early 
And I know they just burned me and everybody's listening and say, we just took the Knicks first quarter. We didn't work. And I'm like, all right, so we're going to try a Knicks first half play here. The Knicks are still one of the best first half teams in the league. They've been one of the best first half teams for the past two, three seasons now, honestly. And so I'm looking here at the Miami Heat, three and seven in their last 10 on the road, one and four in their last five on the road. So I remember telling my people that, hey, you know, let's compare the last 10 games to the last five games, make sure that they're still on a downward trend. They're still on a downward trend there from three and seven to one and four in the last five on the road in the first half. So Knicks, we know, get up in the first half. This is, like you said, a tough travel spot because not only are you in back-to-back, but you're coming out of Toronto. You got to go through customs. They got this COVID stuff still going on. You got to go through. Like, that's taxing after a game to have to worry about doing that to get to New York, get to a hotel, get you some type of rest. And we all know Jimmy Butler and the type of worker he is. He's going to be up at 4 o'clock in the morning. He might not even get any sleep tonight. So, uh, yeah, I think that an early play on the Knicks, I like backing the Knicks early and then letting them break my heart in the second half as I watch them blow the lead that they worked so hard to get. So I like a first half play on the Knicks. Probably should come in at one, two, something like that. I, I like it up to two, two. Well, no, I like it up to three. Give me give me one possession with the Knicks in the first half. I think they can lead by one possession. Do you think that this game is going to be close down the stretch like the other Heat-Knicks games have been this season? I do. I do. I, I really do. I think that this is, especially if Jimmy Butler plays. If Jimmy Butler doesn't uh-huh. play, I can see the Knicks – pulling away from it but jimmy butler eric spolstra have this thing where they get to march april time frame and they just find a way to turn it on and make sure they win games and put themselves in a position in the playoffs they know nobody wants to be in this play-in situation at all whatsoever and i think that they understand that and they understand that the nets are on a downward spiral they have a chance to trend up and go ahead and lock in and keep themselves out of the playing, but they have to play well tonight. They have to play well tomorrow against the Knicks. And so I can expect, I expect to see them, you know, have some heart. And that's why I'm terrified of a full game line with the Knicks. Absolutely. And look, I appreciate your respect to the heat. And I think that, um, you know, I would not be surprised if, if Jimmy Butler plays and is, and is at full strength, you know, he's going to show up to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think you have to watch, the status of Jalen Brunson in this one, sort of as you alluded to off of the, off the top of your uh, opening statement here. Um, and, and speaking of which, one thing from the betting side I do want to bring up in this game um, is looking at player props for Jalen Brunson and RJ Barrett. Like I said, I just think that these are two guys that Miami is going to have a hard time containing, particularly Brunson um, at the, at the point guard spot, Miami, you have Gabe Vincent who has really stepped up nicely this season um, into the role that Kyle Lowry kind of filled last season. Mm-hmm. Then you also have Kyle Lowry, you know, chipping in when he can. Obviously, he's kind of been in and out of the lineup, on and off the court um, throughout the season. Um, so I think, you know, that 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 could be a, a difference maker, especially um, in a close game down the stretch. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to the next game because we can't necessarily give out a pick for something we don't have a line. But I – Knicks first half and we're we're both on the Knicks in that aspect. So I think that we can. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I think that we can have something really here. I think that we can expect New York to come out strong for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So 
next game on the slate, we have the Minnesota Timberwolves going to play the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix is laying six and a half, 234 and a half is the total injury report for these two teams. And we'll look and we'll check the status of Carl Anthony Towns. He did sit out the back-to-back against the Kings yesterday. So we might can expect him to play. I don't think there's a reason he shouldn't play after sitting out a back-to-back and having that rest. And we'll see what Torian Prince does, too, because he sat out that game as well. Torian Prince, as everybody knows, is the number one most hated person on this show already, just because of the fact of he is the recent person to have the reincarnation of Michael Jordan in Madison Square Garden that everybody ought to. And I'm curious who will. I mean, it's hard because the, the Heat already have good players, so they don't have a reincarnated Michael Jordan. They actually have Michael Jordan's son already on the team and Jimmy Butler. So <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. All right. Expect to see DeAndre Ayton playing a game as well. That's some something that people are watching. And also the big news that everybody wants to know, Kevin Durant is expected to make his return to the lineup tonight which comes in a very opportune time because I don't think they could have afforded to lose too many more games. So you have six and a half with the Suns. Kevin Durant finally, and let's not jinx it because last time we thought he was making his home debut, it didn't happen. Finally could make his home debut tonight. What do you like here? Yeah, absolutely. So I like the Suns to win at minus 250 on the money line. I do also like the Wolves to cover in this game. Um, look, with Kevin Durant back in the lineup, Phoenix did look unbeatable with KD and that small stretch that they had him, the two-man game that him and Booker share, and then the wide-open looks that Chris Paul gets, that Josh Kogi gets, um, the space that it creates for DeAndre Ayton to operate. It's just sort of a, a scary thing. Um, so I do like the Suns to, to win uh, on, on the money line in this one, assuming, of course, that we get what we all want to see, which is Kevin Durant out there for majority of the game. It'll also be interesting to see, of course, do they put him on a minutes restriction restriction? Do they let him just kind of, you know, run free? Um, but the reason that I, that I am taking the wolves to cover here, the wolves are in sixth place. And we just talked about the East and the play in race and sort of the, the five, six range in the East as you and I, and all of the listeners and watchers of this show know the West is a whole nother animal. You want to talk about parody. Everybody's talking about parody mm-hmm. right now. March madness. Talk about parody with the NBA Western conference where you got like the 12, 13th place team, like still in it <laughs> with a couple yeah. games to go in the season. And the reason I'm saying that is look, the wolves, they want, they're going to want, they're, they're going to want this game. Um, they're going to want this game. And because of that, I would expect Carl Anthony towns to be out there. Um, I just think, and I mean, I don't think that any team in the Western conference can beat Phoenix with Kevin Durant out there. I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and the wolf, the wolves included. Um, I think that they'll play hard and it'll be a close game and they'll cover that six and a half point margin. Um, but I do like the Suns uh, on the money line. Yeah. I, I, I like the Suns. Give me, I'll lay six and a half with the Suns. I think that there's probably a, I mean, they probably won't move it too, too much because you do have Carl Anthony Towns who has been playing very well since coming back. And you may have, and it sounds like you're going to have Anthony Edwards in this game as well, who he's going to have two games back after injury. So he should be looking a lot better than originally what he did. But it's exactly what you said. I don't think anybody, honestly, truly, like if Phoenix is going all out, I don't think anybody has a chance. 
I, I think that Kevin Durant is a, a human cheat code for this team. Yeah. And we saw it when the few games he did play and how well that they were gelling in that in that. So now I think that you have a do have a chance for some small hiccups. I don't want to, and that's the only reason why I'm not trying to get down early on the Suns. I'll take them for the full game and get the rest of the game for them to figure it out. But Kevin Durant is a living cheat code. Like I'm all over his props tomorrow. Whatever they set the line at, I'm going to bet it. And I'm not afraid because Kevin Durant comes back from injury and he looks like that he just took a, a night off. Like he looks like he had one day off and that is it. He comes back and drops 30, drops 25, drops whatever. And so hopefully they give us a favor of 20. I seen 23 and a half the last time he came back. If I see that again, I'm just going to put everything on Kevin Durant to get to 25 because I think that he could absolutely do it. And so. That level of scoring, add it with Devin Booker, add that with the fact of Rudy Gobert might get played off of the floor in this game. I mean, if nobody, they don't have to drive to the rim to score the basketball. Everybody has a mid-range shot. Talk about Chris Paul. Talk about Devin Booker. Talk about uh, Kevin Durant. Talk about even coming off the bench, TJ Warren, Terrence Ross. Like Everybody can pull up and shoot the ball and create their own shots. Nobody has to just singly drive to the rim. And that's about to make Rudy Gobert borderline unplayable in this game and plus i've had a pretty good time fading the timberwolves with rudy gobert and cat in the lineup for you know the first 30 games that they might have played so i'm with you here i'm all over the suns i laid a six and a half with the suns i think that this is a good spot where they just kind of flex their muscles at home and get a really really good win and catch minnesota in kind of a little bit of a feel good about yourself spot they won four in a row one at Golden State, at Sacramento. Now you're trying to go win at Phoenix too? I don't think so. I like the signs here. Absolutely. And we can get to this more when we talk about kind of like our our favorite plays because this is one of my favorite overall plays on the slate. But Chris Paul hitting over uh, three and a half at plus 115. I love that Um, because – the way that Kevin Durant, and this is something that frustrated me in the media is people talking, talking about like, Oh, are the Suns are they going to gel quick enough? And like, uh-huh. bro, Kevin Durant, you put him on any basketball team, let alone a team like the Suns that has some good surrounding pieces already. It's going to uh-huh. close right away. It doesn't matter how much time he's missed. And one of the biggest ways that you can, you know, as you said, see this human Chico sort of do his work, not just like watching the ball and watching him shoot the ball and all that. But watching the space off the ball that is created mm-hmm. by him being on the floor, Chris Paul, Josh Kogi, some of these guys that like normally maybe you wouldn't bet the over on some of their you know props like a like a made three prop for Chris Paul, he's gonna get, he's gonna get and make at least two wide open threes in that game, and I like that getting that at plus money. I like that as a as a value play. All right. Chris Paul over one and a half threes at plus one fifteen. Yeah, I do like that play. I. And I was I was very interested in taking his assist prop as well because you look at the three games that they played together already, 11, 10, and 7. Line, I see a line at 8.5 right now. That's not going to stay at 8. It's at 8.5 minus 140. So that's, that's not staying there. That's going to get to 9.5 at plus money. And I still think you feel okay with that. So a Chris Paul double-double... I don't have a line for it right now, but with those odds, you got to assume that's in the plus 130, plus 140 
range, maybe, you know, somewhere around there. I think that that's a good play, too. And just saying that, like you said, Chris Paul is going to get a couple of open looks. I think Chris Paul is going to have fun in the mid range today and being able to catch the Timberwolves and drop coverage that they play a lot. And so, uh, yeah, I very much do like Chris Paul in this game as well. And sneaky, sneaky play, but look out for Chris Paul rebounds because I don't know. He's been really active around the rim. So four and a half, that might be one of those sneaky weird bets that somebody plays and wins. But we told you the best plays. All right. If we are about to get into our best bets. So, Blake, I'll let you go first. I'll give you one best bet on the slate, just one. And remember, we do keep tally of the guest records because we're going to have you back. We're going to start taking this and adding everybody's record up. So you get one best bet on the slate, one bet to make. What are you doing? My best bet on the slate is Dallas to cover at plus five and a half um, against the Philadelphia 76ers. And Hmm. my biggest reason for this you talk about a must-win game. Of all of the must-win games that these Western Conference teams have had, this is this is a pretty big must-win game for Dallas. They're on a slide. Um, both James Harden, Joel, and B. Last time I checked, were doubtful on the injury report, so you definitely want to watch that. And uh, obviously, if those guys get ruled out, that line is probably going to change. Um, obviously, you know you're going to have Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving out there, barring something really unforeseen happening. I would think. Um, so you could take a gamble on that right mm-hmm. now and say, I don't, you know, maybe I don't think that Embiid is going to play or Harden's going to play and take them while they're at that plus money. Um, if Embiid plays, I say that Dallas covers Philly wins. Um, if Harden plays and Embiid doesn't play, I would take Dallas to win um, this game on the road in Philly because they really, really need this game. That's why I think even if Philly is at full strength, it's going to be close Dallas is going to play their behinds off because they cannot keep dropping games. And it, it, they're at the point where it doesn't matter who they're playing. Like they could be playing a team mm-hmm. from the West that it's like going to impact directly or a team from the East, like Philly that has no impact on the direct, like head to head standings. But Dallas needs this game. I'm picking them to cover um, no matter what. And then I would say, pay attention to that injury report. And even if James Harden plays, if Joel Embiid's out, I'm taking Dallas to win. All right. Got Dallas plus five and a half. That's on the card for tomorrow. I like that, especially watching that injury report and just checking and seeing who plays. Because Dallas again, they dropped those two to Charlotte. Like they have to turn it on now, or it's over. Yep. Okay. I am. Am I sticking with the games we talked about? I am very close to getting there with Houston plus twelve and a half. I'm very, very close to getting there with Houston plus 12 and a half. That is in the honorable mention category, but I just can't trust them right this second. It's too early for me. So I'm going to stick with what I know. And I'm going to go Phoenix minus six and a half. I think Phoenix is locked in. I think that this is a perfect opportunity for them to flex their muscles. And in a spot, is this on national? national? Yeah, it's on national TV. So you get a national TV spot. Kevin Durant's first game in Phoenix, first game back. Maybe a slight look ahead to Denver coming to town on a Friday, but I think with seven games for the Suns left in the season, this game definitely probably going to be on them on Friday. Let's see if Kevin Durant plays in that one as well. But 
this is a time for them to flex their muscles and to remind the Western Conference and everybody that, hey, we are here. I know it's been rough because we've been sliding for the, the eight games that Kevin Durant was out and we have we're two and six in that span. This is the opportunity for them to flex their muscles, get a really, really good cover and go out there and remind the teams that, hey, they are still one of the best teams in this conference. So I am with the Phoenix Suns minus six and a half. I will call that my best bet of the day. Blake, appreciate you coming on the show, my man. Please take the second plug, whatever you want to plug. Yeah, absolutely. Terrell, thank you so much for having me. Subscribe to my channel, The Blake Show, on YouTube. You can listen to the show on uh, Spotify, Apple, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we talk uh, about the NBA, of course, and we give you a nice blend of analysis and betting advice. So we'll talk about a line, for example, one of my more recent shows. I talked about why I thought that Joel Embiid was going to overtake Nikola Jokic in the MVP race, and that was a, a couple weeks ago kind of laid out my reasons, talked about the lines and sort of the uh, the rankings as they were at the time, and then kind of build off the analysis from there. So if you're looking for a good mixture of analysis and betting uh, with the NBA, the Blake Show is for you. All right. Thank you, Blake. Appreciate it. And everybody, make sure you follow Blake. What's your, what's your at name again? Yeah, absolutely. At Blake on social on Instagram and Twitter. Just Blake? Blake Why on social. You- Oh, Blake on social. Okay, 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 yeah. okay. No, I know. I, I, yeah, the, the social. I was about to say, how did you pull off getting, like, I know somebody has that tag Yo. already. Yo, I was wanna, about to ask, you how fired did you pull up? that off? You want to get me fired up? Then let's talk about the guy, Blake, who, you know, like all the other people out there with the first names, with the Instagrams and the Twitters, that, like, hasn't posted in, like, you know, a million years. And, uh, yeah, has my has my handle that I've always wanted. I, to. I, I just feel like we should – there should be like a de- a drop dead date and like, hey, you haven't logged in or done anything in this amount of time. We're deleting the account or whatever. Like, oh, uh, yeah, that that would blow me. Uh, all right, everybody, make sure you follow the Hardwood Culture Podcast on YouTube. Hardwood Culture Podcast. We will be getting the YouTube live streams going hopefully next week. So um, stay on tune for that. We'll we'll double check. Prior. Might need some reviews before we start getting the live streams going. But you can leave a review right now because you're in app and you're listening in app right now. So you can go ahead and just go there, leave a review, and then we can talk about live streams after that. Also, follow us on Twitter at HWCulturePod. You know where I'm at, at really real underscore underscore. Other than that, yeah. Nope, nothing's changed. No cool tagline or nothing to end the show like everybody else got. So I'm just in the show like this. We are out of here.